This is episode 79 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode. And find out more about our show at familylife.org. Today is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Sometimes the best things in life are the simplest. One of the simple things that make us the happiest. We're Steve, Teresa, and Tim. Well, when I thought about this, it was so interesting because what earlier in my life, and I want to say early teen years, which would have been one of the scariest things, is the same thing that now as an adult, it's these simple pleasures, probably gives me as much joy and peace and calm as anything. So what can go from really, really scary to calm and peaceful, but yet simple? Wow. I'm really thinking right now and nothing's coming to mind. Here it is. One of the scariest things to me would be reaching out and you find that very special someone next to and you want to hold their hand. Oh. That was scary. That was a big move. Okay. Wow. To reach out and hold hands with someone at that yeah. age and uh-huh. you're like, well, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> a lot of nerves, a lot of tension, a lot of anxiety. But you fast yeah. forward now and whether it be, I mean, we do this, I would say almost every night, every night that we're home, we'll be sitting there next to each other. And it's like, just reaching out and oh. just feeling my wife's hand and the skin you in my hand. You guys are such goals that is, is what you are. But That'll I mean, it's so, it's so calming <laughs> and peaceful. Sweet. But here's the mm. other thing about that is it's like also viewing that. Now, I don't know. Why is it when you think of older couples, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. almost elderly couples, 80s, 90s years old, and you see them holding hands, just seeing that yes. is calming and peaceful. And almost every time we go like... Oh, yeah. yeah. So now, is that, what's more simple than holding hands? There's so many verses in the Bible mm-hmm. about, you know, God holding hands or people holding hands. And that's a comfort thing. So when I think about simple pleasures in life, I first thing that came to mind was like holding hands. Simple. But for me, a lot of pleasure comes from doing it or viewing it. Would it be weird if we like stood outside Steve's house and peeked in the window at night Aww, to see he and Audrey holding that, hands on the sofa? Yeah, <laughs> they'd go outside uh, of the wholesome territory. Well, that well, well for, for me, nothing more comforting than holding my wife's hand and peering out the window. And there's, and there's Therese and Tim. It's like, Look at huh. them. Hey, guys. Look at them. <laughs> we can't wave anymore because we're holding hands. Right. We're just admiring. Don't mind us. Oh, no, that's you do so have cool. two hands. Do you hold both hands? That would be awkward. Good point. Good point. Good point. We'll wait for the other one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The simple things, the pleasure of the simple things and the comfort they have. I cannot deny that morning daily, the cup of coffee is a simple pleasure that I mean, there are some days where that first sip where it hits your tongue and it's like every possible chemical that could fire off every mm. possible sure. neuron of pleasure in your brain mm. is just lining up and you're like, this moment is working. <laughs> this coffee <laughs> is doing all the right things right now. And then there are other times mm. where you're just somewhere and there's just coffee and there's just styrofoam cups and it's just bad. 
But you drink that coffee anyways, because it's what they've got. And that's actually the pleasure I want to talk about right now. The pleasure of bad coffee. Now, this is ironic, I know. But sometimes my college buddies and I, we still occasionally will get texts, pictures we send to one another, be Mm -hmm. like, hey, look, drinking some bad coffee. Because it was like this thing in college, you know, we'd drink coffee wherever we could find it. And it was almost like a virtue. You'd drink coffee of whatever grade quality it was, wherever you did find it, just because... Well, it was coffee. So you're at the car repair shop. Well, you're going to pour out whatever's in that carafe and you're going to like it. We found ourselves on a few different adventures where you're drinking bad coffee, but that's the thing that made it memorable. And I just think there's something about, oh, I don't know how we do coffee. We figure us Americans anywhere where people might be waiting for longer than five minutes Mm -hmm. justifies putting in a little Mr. Coffee coffee machine with some plastic tub of Folgers next to it and (laughs) somebody's going to make some sort of brew that comes out of there and well and it's a little bit of hospitality you know maybe it is the car shop Hmm. and you're at the mechanics maybe it's a hotel lobby maybe it's some place that's forsaken by every other creature comfort other than that hot dark cup of coffee if it can still be called that and I don't know there's just a simple hospitality in the bad coffee places of the world that I think is really beautiful. And I too, like, I think I find something of comfort in that. And that's what I think is behind a lot of the simple things. It's just comforting. I am, am a little embarrassed by the thing that I have come to enjoy. Uh, and maybe it's a post-pandemic thing. I got so used to like nothing being on the schedule that when about mm, Wednesday, I look at the calendar for the weekend and I see that we have nothing planned. I'm like, yes. Okay. That doesn't mean that we do nothing all weekend, but it just means that the weekend is kind of unstructured. Ironically, I almost always wake up earlier on the weekends than I do on the weekdays. Oh, wow. Right. So I get some good, quiet, you know, first thing early in the morning and, you know, we'll just kind of maybe run some errands, do some things around the house. And sometimes I get a chance to read which it's been fun this year. I've been trying to read a book every month. I think I'm on the third one. I know, I know I'm way behind, but it's still more than I read last year. More than I've read. But it's fun just getting into a book and and then finishing the book and being like, I finished that. And for a while, I struggled with the fact that I'm just reading fiction, you know, just worldly fiction. These books aren't about God. They're not, you know, Amish mystery novels or anything like that. They're not like deep theological studies. They're just some of them are like bestsellers. And it's like, I just want to I want to read this book. I don't like, you know, when there's a lot of language or sex or anything like that. I don't like that in my movies and TV shows. and I don't like it in my books. But these are they're good stories, you know, of people and their character and things that happen in their lives and their fiction. And I went, man, if I have time to read, I ought to be reading the Bible. You know, and it kind of felt guilty. I was like, how many hours am I spending reading this where I could be reading the Bible? And then I read something about being biblically minded. And it said that being biblically minded doesn't mean that you're always thinking about the Bible, but it means that what you're thinking about is always put in perspective of the Bible. And it's true that when I read these stories, sometimes I think, boy, that person you know, their actions kind of showed that they probably, if they were a real person, wouldn't be a Christian or wouldn't know Jesus or, wow, you know, this situation that this person's in makes me thankful that I have redemption or, oh, this broken relationship. Boy, it's great when you've got a brother or sister in Christ and you can watch a broken relationship get mended. And so you can still consume 
things that are technically of the world, you know, a good book now and then, and still look at that biblically and be biblically minded about it. And I don't think that God thinks, oh, you always have to be reading your Bible if you're going to be reading. You know, I still read the Bible. I still pray. I still worship. I still do the things. But I can also enjoy the simple pleasure of just a good story that kind of takes my mind and puts it in another place and another time just for a little bit. So the simple pleasures can be wrapped up with, Therese, next time you have a a free weekend and you want to grab a book, take it. You go over, pick up Tim. You guys stop at an auto repair shop, pick up some coffee, which they have, or whatever they call it. It's that coffee. And then come on over to our house, peer in the window. Peer. Peer. Audrey and I will be holding hands, but we so still creepy. have a free, each have a free hand, which you you Wait. noted, you pointed out. And you guys come on in each side. You'll have your book. You'll both have your coffee. And we'll all be holding hands. Kumbaya. Oh, it's the simple things. It's the simple things. We're giving out smiles that you can wear all day. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Probably should have been a private investigator because you come upon something and you're like, What's happening here? What actually happened? Well, when I'm around, I think you'll see that I get into the questions that are key to solving a mystery. You. You. Steve P.I. Yeah, well, you know. Steve P.I., which is better than Steve (laughs) P.U. Well, sometimes it's a little bit of both. But in this case, in this case, boys and girls, there was a masked bandit. Okay. Wandering through the streets at night in Florida. Oh, oh. Okay. The police came upon the scene and said, Ooh, what are they wearing on their head? This this looks unusual. Whoa. This map and they got closer and they found this masked bandit. Uh-huh. A raccoon uh-huh. it was. Yes. Oh no. Wearing an empty mayonnaise jar <laughs> on its head. <laughs> like and so how did this happen, people might ask. <laughs> well How did this happen? How did this I mean <laughs> Is it, is it a is this going to be an animal rescue or or maybe maybe it was the the raccoon? This is my take on it. Okay. I this think, is why you're such a good P.I. I, I think the raccoon might have been in a local deli. Uh-huh. And when someone yelled, hold the mayo, <laughs> he took it quite said, I got that. <laughs> I do that but the raccoon literally. said, I got that. <laughs> See, Probably most people don't know raccoons talk. Right. I'm on it. Steve knows. I know. I know. Reminding you that God is in charge today and every day. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. When was the last time you spelled your last name wrong? Me? I, well, was Yeah, well, Smith. Smith's pretty easy. I am Maine. Yeah. Easy. Sometimes people put an E on it, but I always say like the street, not the state. But you don't oh. get it wrong. Right. Never. No. Some of us spell our own last names wrong. And maybe you're thinking, Tim Powers, you've spelled that wrong. What did you do? <sighs> well, I pluralized it and I get it wrong. A lot of the times I spell my last name wrong. I only kind of recently learned that the version I don't like, Powers is, is how you make it plural the correct way. Powers oh, yeah. is. I don't like how it sounds. I don't like how it looks. Powers is. Too many E's and S's and anyways. I, I-, I spell it wrong because I've done it before. You ever see somebody with like maybe one of those really cute signs outside of their house with their last name? And you know it says maybe it's the last name that ends with an S. And so it's got a little apostrophe on the end. Oh, that's possessive. It's possessive, uh. not plural. Uh, but yeah. that's what I want to do. Do powers, whoop, apostrophe. And then right. it looks nice. Ho-ho. But it's spelling it wrong, Tim. So I'm 
sorry to tell you if, if you've got a little nice welcome mat with an apostrophe on the end or a little nice laser cut mm, sign on your wrong. mailbox. Well, yeah, it's maybe you have to do wrong. like the Powers family right. is the solution and for like the Christmas the, card. Yes, yeah. that would be yeah. the right solution. So if you're like me and you can even spell your own last name wrong, oof. Uh. Hey, it's okay. We're all human. We make mistakes. We all of us sometimes we just make more permanent, obvious mistakes for everyone to see on those signs. Thanks for making us part of your morning routine. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. What a great connection uh, being at the Family Life tent uh, at Kingdom Bound and the Six Flags Darien Lake. And one of the many things that go on there is is a real blessing. Got to meet some uh, wacky family people like Mary, Mary and her family. They're so fun. <laughs> they were so fun. But I was yeah. right at the place where you write life notes. Oh, right? those are so cool. Oh, I love those. Life, explain life notes, Therese, how that all works and, okay. and some of the history behind it over the last couple of years. It's such a fun thing. We just felt like we were going to let God use us to be this conduit for the messages that he has for people. So if you stop by the Family Life Tent, we're right near the worship tent at Kingdom Bound. And you just take one of these little life notes, a little card, and you write a message for someone. For who? I don't know. You don't even you know, have to put your name on it. You just write a message. And then we collect all those messages together and we hand them out to people randomly at the pack during the concerts. And it's the most beautiful thing to see, to see people's faces when they get a note that says, Jesus loves you or somebody's thinking of you. It's such a neat, encouraging thing. So stop by and fill those out today when you're at Kingdom Bound. So There's cool. so many different ways to encourage people there was a little boy and when i say boy younger than a teenager who stopped by a random he didn't even know this person in his area neighborhood he went up to one of those doorbell chime things that oh, record your right you know record the your video face doorbell. video video doorbell and he just left a mess he didn't know this person he just left a message and the yeah. message was this you matter all right there's always so going to be someone who cares about you you're a good person no matter what people say about you you matter wow. that's random just to a random stranger so maybe you don't mm. have the boldness to actually go up to someone today to do that mm. or yes. maybe you do Hi. some kind yeah. words go a long long way of course we're happy you're here why wouldn't we be thanks for listening to rise up on family life Oh, they're one of my guiltiest pleasures, and they're having a moment. I am so psyched because hot dogs oh, yeah. have been declared the it restaurant food for summer. Really? Restaurant food. Wow. Interesting. Right. This is a thing. This summer, we're seeing a lot of like throwback to simple times. It's like we came out of the pandemic, and it was like, do all the things, oh. and everybody was like, wait, okay. what about like the good old times? And so you're seeing a lot of like simple stuff coming back, and so creative, creative presentation, you know, like topped with caramelized onions and Gruyere Whoa. or, wow. you know, or nacho hot dog, otherwise known as the notch dog, you know, oh, I feel like yeah. it'd be a thing, oh, yeah. but like nice. all the gourmet toppings and just presented in the, I mean, hot dogs right there on the menu. And I was thinking about like, you know, proper protocol when it comes to hot dogs, Ooh, you know, hot like dog protocol. I like it. Do you like fork and knife it if you're in a restaurant? And I was like, well, you don't mm -hmm. fork and knife pizza when you're in a restaurant, right? Hot dog right. is like a pick it up and eat it thing. Yes. Five bites is what they say. It should take five you five bites, bites to oh. finish. A hot, now, this is a standard size hot right. dog. This okay. is not a foot long hot dog. Just a regular hot dog uh, should be five bites if huh. you want to be proper. Five, proper. In, five incredible, <laughs> delicious, 
No, I don't want to know what's in it bites. Just make sure if you're going to a restaurant that has those Uh specialty hot dogs, make sure you check the reservations. Make sure you get there before Joey Chestnut. (laughs) Yeah, right. We're out. We're sold out. It's Steve, Therese, and Tim helping you to rise up on family life. A friend you can turn to. You guys know food a little bit more than I do. Is it okay to order like at one place? I mean, if, you, if I got a smoothie okay. and then ordered some dumplings after that, is that okay? I mean, is that Wait, okay? Wait, like, are you eating them at the same no, time? No, no, just separately, just separately. I mean, is that, is that okay? Well, I don't, I mean, if you went to like an Asian restaurant, sometimes they do have smoothies and then they also would have dumplings on well, the menu. You so. guys might be able to do it, but I don't think I can because I'm in a situation. And you know, at the end of our show, we said, what'd you learn today? Yeah, we do that yeah, every time. Sure. And and I said I learned something. It was a couple months ago. I said I learned this. Okay. Apparently I didn't. Uh, I guess I memorized it for a second, but I didn't learn it. <laughs> kind of like back in school. Memorized yeah. for a second? Yeah. Well, I don't think remember, you actually memorized it then. That, remember that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Remember that berry that I didn't know how to pronounce? Yes, A-C-I- A-C-I- Oh, wait, wait. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, Acai, is that it? Uh, I acai. used to say acai. I don't know. I've, yeah. I've heard acai. Oh, acai. People, okay. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, that's, I used I to say acai or whatever, and that's wrong. Right. But anyway, I haven't. Anyway, so there's a new one that I don't know. This, mm-hmm. And I don't even, I, when they give the pronouncer, I still don't know how to pronounce this thing, so I, I can't order this dumpling. G N O C C H I. Oh, I know Yoki? that. Yoki. Is that what it is? Yeah, gnocchi. Yeah, gnocchi. Like, gnocchi. it's not. It's kind of an Italian. It's like a dumpling. Thing. They say, I mean, right? It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's. It's a little potato, potato roll. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Potato. it's mm. delicious. Well, when I, I see on gnocchi. the menu, when I see the gnocchi, uh, yeah. Akai and the ganache, um, <laughs> wait, wait, I just I want... can I just have the PB and J? I know how to pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Do you smell that? It's Is so... that potpourri? Oh. Potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life. My neighbor couldn't believe it. He said it was like my summer squash just blew up overnight. Why, yes. Yes, it did. As the creators of the world's first inflatable garden, we hear stories like this all the time. Never had the time to garden? Couldn't keep a plant alive? The Inflatable Garden is helping people blow those excuses away for good. With the Inflatable Garden, all you need for vibrant flowers, plump fruits, and hearty plants is the air in your lungs and a good attitude. Goodbye, green thumb. Hello, bicycle pump. Constructed from the same durable, high-quality polyvinyl resins used in beach balls, each inflatable garden is a colorful expression of every would-be gardener's unrealistic dreams. You can't overwater an inflatable garden. You can't underwater one either. Unlike traditional plants, you're the one in control. My friends say I can't eat what grows in my inflatable garden. But you know what else you can't eat? Weeds. Inflatable gardens stay bright long after lesser gardens fade. And just like other seasonal lawn decor, Inflatable Garden is good all year long, making it an adorable companion for blow-up snowmen and Christmas trees. Get pumped to get growing with the Inflatable Garden from Rise Up Enterprises. (sighs) Somebody else take a turn filling the sink. I need a breather.